Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Daniel Smith, the Premier of Alberta, on the air with us at the beginning of this program, and I'd asked uh, the Premier about the situation involving uh, PS752, the Ukraine Airlines flight, PS752, that three years ago today was shot down, missile attack by the Tehran regime, and the Association of Families of Flight PS752 have held rallies across this country. Today, we'll be speaking with Amir Arsalani from the uh, Association of Families of Flight PS752 victims. And what I'd mentioned to the... Uh, to, to the premier is even though uh, the government has satisfied some of the objectives of the families, um, there's been no designation of the IRGC, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, as a terrorist entity under Canada's criminal code. The United States has done this, and reports are suggesting the UK will do so as well. But David Lametti, the justice minister, says, says uh, listing the IRGC terrorist is too blunt. Also, the RCMP has refused to launch its own Canadian criminal investigation, with the commissioner saying the case is too complex to investigate in Canada, even though Ukraine asked Canada to engage in a joint investigation. The uh, first weekend of 19, of uh, 2023, and it's the second calendar year of the invasion of Ukraine by Putin and his uh, Russian army. We're joined on the program by Ukraine's ambassador to Canada, Yulia Kovalev. Madam Ambassador, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Thank you, and uh, good day for everybody. I'm just joining uh, uh, to your show um, from the ceremony of the families of the flight uh, PS752, which is now held in Toronto. Ambassador, what is your uh, what is your sense about... Flight 752, Ukrainian Airlines flight, shot down by Iran and the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, and uh, still not declared as a terrorist entity under Canada's criminal code. And your government asked Canada to engage in a joint investigation. Uh, it's already the three years when um, when the flight and when the aircraft of Ukrainian International Airlines was also the Ukrainian crew and Ukrainian people on the board was shot by at least two Iranian missiles that hit the, the plane a few minutes after its departures. And we're, so from that day till now, Ukraine, even despite the war, even despite the full-scale Russian invasion, Ukraine still continues our investigation and continues working with our partners including the Canada, including UK, including Sweden, uh, to prepare the case uh, against Iran for downing the plane. And what is also important that for Ukraine, it took also, it required to change the legislation. And our parliament this year, even in time on the full-scale war, and we were fighting uh, against uh, Russian invasion, uh, our parliament already made this, uh, amendments to the legislation, and so just a uh, few days ago, the joint statement between Canada, Ukraine, UK, and Sweden was published, and we start the legal procedure against Iran for the downing of the flight. And justice is what Ukraine seeks, and justice what uh, not only the families and the the victims of the 
uh, PS752 tragedy needs. But justice is something that we all need in order to prevent another crime. Yes, indeed. Uh, Ambassador, let me ask about your country. What condition is Ukraine in as we enter this second calendar year of your nation repelling the invasion by Putin and Russia? And you've done so magnificently, but he continues with his missile and drone attacks on Ukrainian infrastructure. What what condition is Ukraine in now? The, you know, the, the situation in Ukraine is not easy. On the one side, Russia has recently attacked all the critical infrastructure and hitting the electricity supply throughout the country. So many people in Ukraine are living without electricity, without the heating, sometimes without the water supply uh, for many hours a day. And uh, the um, what we understand that Russia with those actions, uh, Russia wanted to destroy the morality of Ukrainians. And I just came back from Ukraine eight days ago. And uh, I spent there almost two weeks and even from my personal standpoint, I can reassure you that the morality of Ukrainians is very high. So even without hours, without the electricity, even without in destroyed cities, and I personally visit Mykolaiv, uh, the city which was significantly bombarded uh, uh, from the uh, with the Russian army. And the people are standing strong, strong. the people are resisting the aggressor. And uh, this is the, the situation when Ukraine is fighting, Ukraine is keep on fighting, Ukraine needs more weapons uh, to keep on fighting and to win this war. And as um, each and every family in Ukraine has this um, New Year wish, and this wish was the victory of Ukraine. And and you, uh, I understand, are receiving additional weaponry from uh, from France, from from Germany, certainly from the United States, and uh, Canada has delivered four M seven 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 howitzers to to Ukraine. You you need the the heavy equipment as well, but your army, your military, has on the ground, I think, shown that they can actually defeat the Russian forces. Of course, and I think it was uh, one of the biggest myths and something that a lot of people in different capitals throughout the world um, even were not capable to believe in that Ukraine, much smaller country in terms of the population, but much stronger in terms of the values and beliefs and the courage can actually resist for such a long period of time, the Russian aggression, and can defeat Russian army. And now we see the more and more announcement of the weapons uh, to be delivered and to be supplied to Ukraine. It's very important, and we also do count that Canada will join the recent announcement of U.S., of Germany, and the other countries in sending more weapons to Ukraine, because this war needs to be ended this year with Ukrainian victory. And because this war is one of the major disruption of the global economic stability, it's also for the sake of 
people in Canada, in U.S., in Europe and other countries that Ukraine won the war. Yes, indeed. And Putin uh, declared a 36-hour ceasefire at uh, Orthodox Christmas, and then he immediately broke the ceasefire. But um, I'm uh, just watching what you've done, and I had the opportunity to speak with a member of your military on this program. It, it looks very clearly to me that uh, the Ukrainian military is quite capable of handling the Russians, which, as you said, the rest of the world didn't believe would happen. Many people said, uh, you know, three, four, five days, and it's over. Here it is year number two. Very difficult, but you're proving to the world what the uh, patriotic capabilities and military capabilities of the Ukrainian military are. What would you say to the people of Canada for 2023? I would uh, first of all, I would like to thank people of Canada for the steadfast support of Ukraine. And I would also say, on a personal note, a lot of things in this life we take for granted. Like electricity, like heating at home, like being able to uh, take a plane and fly, be, being able to hug your beloved one. I think that... Um, we need to value this. And as my country is going through this horrific war, um, and a lot of things which we took for granted, unfortunately, because Russia is trying to take from us, um, there are the simple things, which is the family, which is the house, which is the love. We need to care and we need to value. And I would like to wish everybody a successful new year and a joint victorious year for us. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 